This is part one of a series we are going to be doing on how to reach our youth, how to reach our young people and bring them back to church or keep them from leaving in the first place. This is so incredibly important, especially today in today's day and age. In fact, statistics show that four out of five teens will leave their faith before college. Before they graduate, they will lose their faith. Our kids are being bombarded on every side by our culture, so we need to learn not only how to reach them effectively, but how to keep them. So in this video series, we're going to give you fundamental, necessary principles that you need to know whether you are a parent or whether you are a leader of the church, a director of religious education, youth minister, a priest, a pastor, or whatnot, these video tips will work and these principles are effective. I've been evangelizing youth for two decades, and so we are going to be talking about these right after this. Hello everyone, my name is Brian Mercier, President of Catholic Truth. Welcome to Catholic Truth. We are so happy that you are here for this series. It's so important and necessary today. I've been working with youth for over two decades, and I have had the blessing, the fortunate blessing, of being able to bring back so many youth to Christ and to reach so many youth for Christ. I've spoken to thousands, and I've ministered to thousands, and I've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of conversations deep discussions, debates, where I've let them pepper me and challenge me with all of their questions, doubts. So I know their doubts. I know their questions. I know their struggles. I've been doing this a very, very long time, and I've literally spoken to thousands of teens. And I've had so many of them tell me, hey, Brian, if I had known what you're telling me, I would have never left the church. Or, hey, if I had known what you had to say, or if I, if someone had explained it the way you're explaining it, I would have come back to church a long time ago. I have 50 and 60-year-olds saying, Brian, if I had heard this so many years ago in my youth, I never would have left the church over 50 years ago. And so the principles that I'm going to give in this series work. They're effective. And if you put them into practice, we will retain more youth and we will reach more youth and prevent them from leaving. We are going to be addressing some of the top principles to keep youth and to reach them. Some of them are including, but not limited to, number one, we need to answer their questions. Many teens have great questions, deep questions, struggles in the faith, and they don't receive good answers. And if they don't, they're going to walk away forever. And that's a fact. Second, we need to teach them how to pray, not just how to say prayers, but how to pray deeply how to connect with the heart of our Father in heaven, how to overcome distractions and obstacles in prayer, obstacles in the spiritual life, and more. Third, we need to pass on the faith, and we need to be good witnesses and good examples, starting in the family. And of course, there's more too, but in this first video, we are talking about the first one. We need to give good answers to kids and their questions. Growing up, I asked a lot of questions. How do we know that God exists? Why doesn't God answer my prayers? I literally had somebody tell me God is answering your prayers. But I replied by saying, no, he's not answering my prayers. I've prayed it many times. And they said, oh, well, you just have to keep praying. But I do keep praying. Oh, well, God's listening and God's working. But he's not working, I insisted. Don't question God. Don't doubt God. He's working whether you believe it or not. And they got all mad at me because I was just literally trying to understand why my prayers weren't being answered. So many times, my 
in my honest inquiries were met with, Brian, you just have to have more faith. Brian, you just have to believe more. Brian, God's a mystery. And while God is a mystery, these are not sufficient, satisfactory answers. And today, kids are more skeptical than ever. They're more cynical than ever. And if you do not give them good, logical, deductive answers that make sense, they're going to walk away. And the chances are they're not going to come back. So it's imperative that we don't just say, oh, well, God's a mystery. Because if we do that, parents, I'm beseeching you, religious ed teachers and leaders, I'm I'm beseeching you, don't tell children that because they will just, it will confirm in their minds what they already think and what they're already starting to doubt. That religion doesn't make sense. Is the Bible really true? How do we know God's out there? Is religion just an old fairy tale? That's what they're being told by many of their peers, by science teachers and things like that. And so when we don't get good answers to our questions, we start to say, oh, well, maybe there is some truth to it. That is not really a good answer. Just, oh, just have faith. That's what they're made fun of for. If we just tell them to have faith, they're going to walk away. They're going to roll their eyes and say, see, I knew you didn't have an answer. See, I knew that didn't make sense. Religion doesn't make sense. It's not for me. And they're going to walk away. You don't know how many people walk away because they don't receive good answers. I went into a CCD class once, my very first day of CCD, religious education. I was teaching seventh grade. And you will not believe this. I mean, you can't make this up. But the very first day, this kid walks by me. I'm waiting outside the classroom. The kids are all lined up and they start to walk in. The kid stops in front of me, looks me in the eyes, a seventh grader, and he says, I hope you're happy with yourself. This was my sleeping time and you're cutting into it. This is the last place I want to (laughs) be. What do you tell a kid then? The very next girl comes up to me. She's like, yeah, I agree with him. I just want to be at home texting my friends and I have to be here and I do not want to be here. The third kid comes up to me and says, this was my video game time. I love playing video games and now I have to learn about God. And every one of them had something to say to me. They did not want to be here. It was the least most important thing in their life. I stood outside the classroom like, oh my gosh, none of these kids are even on the playing field. They don't even want to play. What do we do? So I stayed out there and for a few minutes and I let them just think in silence. And then I busted through the door and I yelled out in a loud voice, you guys are gullible. And they looked at me and said, what? I said, you're all gullible. You actually believe that God is real. You actually believe that God is true. You religious people, you actually believe that there's an invisible man in the sky that you call God. Seriously, with all the science we have today, you guys still believe in God? Needless to say, this alternate technique and method that I use sometimes, sometimes works if you know how to defend your faith well and explain it well like I do. And all of a sudden, the kids were really quiet. And all of them were focused on me like, wait, is this guy serious? Is he for real? So I said, why am I even here teaching you guys? You guys, God's not real. Can anybody in this classroom prove to me that God is real? Go. Because I don't believe that. And very meekly, one kid raised his hands and said, the Bible? I said, really? You actually believe the Bible? Some people probably just made that up a long time ago just to scare people. How do you know the Bible's true? And he's like, I don't know. And he said, he just kind of shrugged back down. And someone else raised their hand and said, um, well, how else would we get here if it wasn't for God? 
And I said, oh, let me think. The Big Bang Theory, String Theory, Bouncing Universe, Multiverse is a lot of uh, scientific theories that can postulate life's existence without the existence of your God. And one by one, they started asking, uh, giving objections and trying to answer the questions, and I would shoot them down one by one. And after like five minutes of this, finally one kid raises his hand and says, Mr. Mercier, um, how do we know God exists? And I said, good, good question. Let me tell you. And we had the best class for the rest of the year because they were open. And by the end of the year, my kids were buying rosaries for themselves. One kid, the kid who told me I was cutting in on his sleeping time was so happy that his mom bought him a Bible, just as I had recommended, because I had said, you all need to be reading the Bible. They all had rosaries. Most of them had Bibles. They were praying every day or mostly every day. These kids were transformed by the end of the year because they spent the rest of the year answering their questions, answering their doubts, making sense of the puzzle that was all just pieces in their mind. And I helped them put it together in a way that would make sense. And the more we answer kids' questions, the more we make it real and help it to be understandable and relatable and practical, the far more likely kids are going to say, you know what? That makes sense. I'm going to stick around and I want to go deeper. I want to know this God that you speak of even more. And if they have left the church, chances are, and I've experienced this many times, they're going to come home. I've had countless discussions with atheists, with people who have left the Catholic church who said, if I had heard this a long time ago, I never would have left the church. Or other atheists have said, you know what, because of our conversations, Brian, I believe in God now, and he's real in my life, and I want to let you know that. So really good things can happen. In fact, I did a confirmation retreat in New Jersey. I speak at conferences, confirmation retreats, youth group retreats, colleges and universities, you name it. And I get into so many good discussions. But after this one particular retreat at a Catholic school in New Jersey, seven girls came up to me after the retreat and said, can we talk to you? And we sat down in a circle in the church. And I said, sure, shoot. And all of them started crying, bawling their eyes out. One was asking why their grandmother had to die. One was asking why their father was dying and why he was in the hospital. Why would God let that happen? He's a godly man. He loves God. He's not one of these people who doesn't live for God. So why would God treat him that way? Others were like, my dog is dying. I mean, a lot of these were emotional uh, issues that they were struggling with, but these are real issues that they are struggling with in their life. And if they don't get real good answers at this crossroad, this pinnacle time in their life, they're going to walk away. They're either going to slip slowly into cynicism and agnosticism, or they're just going to fall away cold turkey into atheism or being just a lukewarm Catholic. So after this talk, I mean, I talked to them for about 20 minutes and just gave them good, real, solid answers. And they just thanked me so much. And even though it's still hard, you know, to struggle with these emotional issues, it made sense to them and it gave them the bedrock faith that they needed to hold on through challenging times, to know that not everything in this world is going to be uh, good or is going to be an easy answer. We're not going to understand everything, but we can understand God enough and we can understand his love. And I went on through all of these things and it made sense to them and it kept them there. Whereas many of the, you have to realize this is so important that many kids do not air their doubts very often or their objections or their concerns, their struggles, their questions or anything else. So if we don't deal with them when they come up, they may never come up again. This starts surfacing around sixth grade, seventh grade and eighth grade. These are really the crossroads of life for most kids. And if you don't get them there, which I think are the crucial years, 
it's going to be very difficult to rope them in later on, and there's a good chance they're going to walk away. And especially if you haven't taught them how to pray, who God is, you don't model it in your own life. You might drop them off at religious education, but then you go off and go shopping. What are you telling kids if you it's if you're saying, hey, it's important for you, but it's not important for me. And I'm the adult and I know better and I know everything because that's what kids think of adults, that they know everything. What are we saying to them? We're saying that it's not important. So we really need to model this, not only give them good answers, but model it in our own life. So this might start by parents. If you don't know the answers to the questions, you might start by just reading a book here or there. Maybe if I could make a recommendation, get a book for your teens or youth uh, called uh, Did Jesus Have a Last Name? And it's 200 questions that teenagers ask about their faith. There's another one called Did Adam and Eve Have Belly Buttons? And both of these are excellent books, excellent resources for teaching your kids the faith, letting them read about it on their own and getting the answers to their questions. It's also an excellent resource for you to learn your faith so that when your kids come up and ask you questions, mom, what's the Trinity? I mean, how can Jesus be? This is what a third grader asked a religious education teacher. And I was the director of religious education at the time. So she called me in to answer the question. I don't know where third graders come up with this, but he came up to me and he said, um, hi, uh, yeah, how can Jesus be God and the Son of God? This is what, how do you answer that in a way that's meant for a third grader? And of course, you know, I made my best crack at it and it made sense to him. But these are the kind of questions that kids ask. We want to be prepared. If we want to equip our teens, we need to be equipped ourselves. If we want to equip our youth, we need to be equipped ourselves. We need to actually be able to challenge them in a good way as they challenge us and give them good answers. So this means reading these books ourselves means watch our YouTube videos here on Catholic Truth, reading articles on our website at thecatholictruth.org if that's your preference, or listening to our podcast or tuning into our TikTok or Instagram or tuning them into them. But we have kids as young as six years old watching our YouTube or watching our Instagram stories, and they're learning along with their parents. We have kids who are writing comments on our walls that are 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15, thanking us for teaching them their faith, saying that they've learned more in just a short amount of time than they've learned in their entire life, thanking us for teaching them and helping it to make sense in their lives. So this is wonderful. This is why we exist. This is the ministry that God has given us. This is also why we do confirmation retreats here, parish missions. This is why we do conferences. We speak at colleges and give retreats to college university students because we love ministering to our youth and we love at that crossroads of life, steering them toward God and helping them to have a personal encounter with God, but also helping them to come to know, love, and live their Catholic faith live spirituality in a way that will transform their lives and help them to become on fire for it. It's also why I wrote this book, uh, Why Do You Believe in God? This literally is from having hundreds and hundreds of conversations with teens and hearing the same objections over and over and over again. How do we know the Bible's real? How do we know Jesus is God? If God's loving, why does he send people to hell? If God's real, then, well, how do we know he created the universe? What about aliens? Maybe they could have created the universe. How do we know Jesus rose from the dead? Why doesn't God answer our prayers? What about suffering? Why would God let good people suffer? And on and on and on. What about the Crusades? What about the Inquisition? What about the bad things, the bad priests? I mean, these are really good questions. And again, it's like a puzzle. 
It's just a big mess. But once you answer these questions, it starts to put these puzzle pieces in place. And once you get them answered, you you have this aha moment, this spiritual awakening where if you get enough questions answered, the teen or an adult will say, that makes sense. I get it. I can see the whole picture. That's when religion becomes interesting. That's when our faith becomes exciting. That's when we become set on fire and we can't wait to learn more and more and more just because it makes sense. So this first principle that I wanted to address in this video, and this is the very short version. I mean, if you would like us to come to your parish and give seminars on how to reach the youth, we'd be happy to. But in this first seminar, we just want to say that it's so important to know the faith yourself and to answer kids' questions, really to take time, even if it's a sacrifice, to answer kids' questions, to answer the questions that are deep on their hearts. That's why we spend so many much time on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms actually answering questions one by one by one. We have team members on here answering everyone's questions because we think it's that important. And every week here at Catholic Truth, we have people coming back to the Catholic Church or coming into the Catholic Church or saying they were going to leave the Catholic Church if it wasn't for our work. And in fact, we had this one young adult girl who said that she was on her way out because she was convinced that the Catholic Church was wrong. And out of the blue, she found our YouTube channel and watched a video which made sense to her. And she said she went and binge watched every video we had. And now not only is she Catholic, but she's on fire for her faith. She goes back to church. She goes to confession. She prays every day and she's living the faith more than ever. This is the power of giving knowledge to people and helping it make sense in their lives and helping them to make it their own. We should never just be telling kids just to believe because kids questioning is a good thing because they're making it their own. They're not just blindly believing as they've been told to believe, but they're trying to make sense of it. And if we can help them make sense of it, they will make it their own and they will not leave the church as easily. They will not be led astray as easily. And if we can teach them apologetics, how to defend their faith, well, that is a horse of a different color and so absolutely necessary in this culture. Our kids will not be picked off if they know how to explain and defend their faith. I have had kids, teenage kids, read this book up to five times. Sometimes they read it in a night because it says it gives them answers to the questions, not only for them, but it helps them to be able to explain it to their friends and their family and to the people who were ask them questions and try to take them away from their faith. We need a bedrock faith. And for that, we need good answers. For that, we need knowledge. For that, we need apologetics, teaching kids not only what the faith is, but how to explain it to others. And if they can do that, I guarantee you, they are not only not going to leave the church, but or they're going to come back to the church if they're away, but they're also going to help other people to come back to the church as well. And we're going to start to stem the tide of our teens wandering away. It's not a surprise in our church that teens are walking away. We can't find teens in most parishes. Most parishes don't have youth groups. This is another video for another time of how to keep our teens. But we need to engage them. It's so important through videos, through podcasts, through social media, through books, and through answering their good questions. If you do this, you will retain teens and you will help them to know their faith, to make it their own, and to encounter God in a real way. Thank you for watching today and thank you for tuning into this very important topic, this necessary, mandatory, indispensable topic of reaching our youth. It's so important and this is actually one of the core pillars of Catholic truth, and that is reaching our young people. And again, it's not just through videos, but confirmation retreats, conferences, and so on. So please share this message. Please get it out there. We need to educate parents. 
We need to educate religious education teachers, youth ministers, people with the truth of how to reach our teens. And there are many more people who could add to this conversation. So please share this with everyone you know. We need to get the word out there. It's so important today. And there are many people out there watching this video who might be able to comment or who have tips and expertise of your own and who can share helpful tips and helpful principles to add to what we are saying here and to help people to share the faith with our youth. And if you haven't yet, please check out our website at thecatholictruth.org. If you would like a speaker, if you would like us to come to your church, your group, your parish, or anything else, please let us know. We also teach religious education teachers. We teach teachers and many other things like that. So please, uh, if you would like that, check out our website and check out all of our description section below. Thanks for watching and God bless you.